Hi, this is Carol Miller from iHeartRadio's Q1043 in New York. On this UK radio podcast, my friends Alan Thompson and Nigel Pierce give you a snippet of real local British radio. This time, Nigel speaks with John Hackett, a classically trained flautist who also has his own band and recordings under the John Hackett Band. Yes, sometimes he's accompanied by his brother, noted guitarist Steve Hackett. So, here's Nigel Pierce with John Hackett on UK Radio. Ah, uh, what a fabulous track, The Sound of the Lars, and there she goes. And uh, very 60s orientated there, and I say that with deliberate reason, because on the line, I'm very pleased this morning to have with us once again, John Hackett. Good morning to you, John. Good morning, Nigel. Uh, Good morning, everyone. Nice to be with you. How have you been since we last spoke, or did the hours work in the studio? <laughs> uh, pretty good, thank you very much. Yeah, we've been out and about doing some, some gigs at the end of last year, and then uh, been recording since then, so uh, things have been going very well. Well, um, as the listeners may or may not know, we did a, a one-hour special with John's Teen Dreams tracks, and I listened to that the other night, and uh, that was a fantastic programme because you scanned everything. Um, within your repertoire and with your influence, obviously talking about the stories with you and your brother, etc. Yeah. And it sort of leads us in a little bit away to your latest sort of offering that you've been working on um, and have, you know, sort of got out. Um, so would you like to explain why you're not alone or we're not alone, however you'd like to put it, John? Uh, yeah, well, that, uh, We Are Not Alone, it's the uh, the album that uh, we did that came out um, under the name of the John Hackett Band because uh, there, there are four of us. And um, it came out at the end of last year. And it's uh, an album that's really quite a mixture of instrumentals and, and solo songs. And it, I mean, it's not a, a concept album as such, but it does touch on themes of um, you know, difficulties that people face in, in, in life with people trying to take control of them. And um, there's, there's, a song about, there's a song about depression on there. But it's um, ultimately, it's uh, it, we hope to give a, a positive message that uh, you know by work, working together with other people, with other people's support, that um, one can sort of find a way through these things. And so, really, that's that's the where the, where the title "We Are Not Alone" comes comes through. That uh, you know we need to to work together in this world. Right. Now you've touched on something there, which um, I think I can understand, but maybe everybody out there might not. So maybe you can give us a bit of an in an in thought, an insight, vision. When you put an album together, you say it's not a concept album. I mean, obviously, you go to, when you put these songs together, you go and make an album, you have a concept, but you said quite clearly this this isn't a concept album. So in your mind, could you sort of explain a little about well, what the difference is? I, I would, you know, a concept album to me is something that tells a, a story. It's a narrative that, you know, starts at the beginning and leads you through perhaps it's a character or whatever who you know does various things and and tells a story in that way and th- th- this isn't that kind of album um but you know there are some themes that that, that run through it themes as i say of um, you know people finding difficulties in life and that kind of thing um so hopefully it it hangs together in in that way and you know it finishes with a very upbeat track um winds of change which is a a, a very sort of progressive rock kind of track with lots of uh, time changes and uh, kind of things with bars of five and seven and we we sometimes call it our disco track but uh, it's uh, if you try to dance to it you do yourself an injury 
and think in that case we'll, we'll leave it as the final track on the album so obviously you've got this album I love it I have to say it and we're going to be playing a track in a minute called Never Gonna Make a Dime we played a couple of weeks ago I think, I think it's just a stupendous track and uh, we'll talk a little bit about it in a minute but uh, going forward a little bit because we want you to stay on the line listen to the track and then um, come back the other side but what's your immediate plans for the future then now you, you know are, um, are you still recording are you going on tour again or well we are we are um, doing some dates around around the country um, in in the UK um, in, over this coming year so yeah there, there is a tour we, we started in uh, what's now my, my hometown of Sheffield um, last week and then we're up in Darlington this Saturday and we're opening the uh, the music side of the Darlington Arts Festival and then we're we're down in London uh, Water Rats up to Newcastle and you know just generally uh, traveling around the country um, but at the same time I, I mean I, I'm always writing music and always trying to you know record whenever whenever possible and so you know we've, we've actually got too much material for the next um, John Hackett band album and so what, what we're going to do is um, the lead guitarist and I Nick Fletcher are, are putting together a project um, which is sort of halfway recorded and then we'll have a new John Hackett band album out um, next year so it's all go for you then it is really yeah it's uh, never quite enough hours in the day but uh, there it is it's great to be busy now in all this time i mean obviously we'll come to the track now because some of the guitar work as you've said when you've sort of given your biog etc you've got some lovely guitar exchanges with your brother steve and, and, and yourself um do you get much time to see steve um i he lives in in london so um i don't see him as often as i would like and he is uh, incredibly busy these days, which is great because you know he's he's very much in demand and he's still very much at the top of his game and, and loving it and loving getting out in front of audiences. Um, so I don't see him as often as I would like, but um, I'm, I'm very pleased. I spoke to him last night and he's uh, agreed to come and be a special guest. We're doing the Classic Rock Society in Maltby, which is uh, near near Rotherham, and that's on the second of June. And he's coming. Uh, coming along to be a special guest to uh, we're going to do some flute and guitar work together and um, he's going to join the band for a couple of numbers so it's always a great joy you know to be back on stage with Steve and um, you know I from time to time we'll do little guest spots for him as well you know when, when he's doing tours so um, you know we still we still love to work together. Well, that's great. What I'd like you to do, John, and I don't think you've ever done this before you're live on the line would you like to introduce your own track and then we can play it? Oh, okay. <laughs> well, uh, well, the, the tracking question is called um, "Never Gonna Make a Dime," and it really tells the story. It, it was uh, it was 1957, and I was um, two years old at the time. So uh, you can work that one out. I really am that old. Um, it was 1957. I was two, and my brother Steve was seven. And our family decided um, to emigrate to Canada. We were living in London at the time, and um, it was quite a brave and adventurous thing to do but I think they just wanted a bit of excitement in their lives and so they decided to make a change while they were young and um, my dad went on ahead to Vancouver to find work and to find us a place to live and l later on um, my mom June and our auntie Betty and myself and my brother went over by ship and um, on the crossing um, <laughs> my brother used to disappear for long periods of time um, and my mother used to get quite worried and say, well, you know, what, what's going on? Well, what's happened? And when he came back, he had lots of money with him, all these coins. And mum said to him, well, what, you know, what's going on? Where's all this money from? He said, well, I've, I've been playing my harmonica to the members of the crew and uh, they've been giving me all this money. And so it was really his sort of first taste of the, of the music business. And um, 
after that, we then went to Vancouver, and my mum decided that really she, she life was quite difficult. I think it was quite difficult um, for us out there. And um, she then decided that she was homesick and wanted to get back to London. And so after about four months, um, we came back. But the punchline is that when, when we, we came back and then our dad followed after that, and when he came back, he brought home um, a huge box, a great big black box, which contained a guitar. And that's really what started um, Steve off on his uh, musical adventures and eventually mine as well. Well, there we go. Let's sit back and listen to um, Never Gonna Make a Dime. Thank you very much, John. Stay on the line. I have to say, John, I love to get that little bit out at the end. It's absolutely fantastic. I think that is a really wonderful track. It is, isn't it? I, I mean, I'm delighted because uh, my brother Steve plays harmonica on that, of course, and uh, he did a great job. And there's some wonderful guitar playing from Nick Fletcher, our lead guitarist. On it, I think. Can I just c- um, comment first on that sort of floating vocal style? And I say floating because it's not up front where it's uh, where it masks the instruments, but it's mm. got that gentle t- um, like tone that floats across. Now, was, was that intentional, or was that is just your style? <laughs> it's an interesting way of looking at it. It's probably all the years of me being a flute player, actually, because, I mean, you know, for people that don't know, um, my main career has been as, as being a flute player, um, classically trained, and for some time I played in my brother's band um, doing rock music, but a lot of my time has been doing classical stuff and, um, you know, teaching the flute and playing the flute. And, um, and so maybe that's kind of what, what comes through is, is, is that influence. I've never heard it described like that, but uh, it's, it's an, interesting, uh, an interesting way of looking at it. Well, I look at things a little bit different. Yes, I'm a radio, yeah. I'm a radio presenter, yeah. but an, yeah. although I've never played an instrument myself, we all dabble yeah. at this and we dabble at that, yeah. I like to listen to the production of a song. Yeah. And this is where I think a lot of modern music is, and I don't wish to offend anybody, it can be sometimes a little sterile because yeah. you've got a computerised flat sound. But if I listen yeah. to this recording, which yeah. is a very modern recording, it's got depth, it's got breadth, and the vocal styles just seem to be reminiscent of floating across, gathering everything in. And I, I think that a sound or a song can paint a picture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, well, that's, that's nice of you to say so, yeah. Yeah, I mean, for me, I, I'm, I'm loving doing it because I didn't actually start singing until I was 50. I'd done no singing until then. And I, I just started out and had, had some singing lessons because I wanted to do a, a rock album. And um, I just sort of took it, my approach to it was just like, well, I'm just like learning a new instrument. And, you know, people can be very critical, of course, of, as soon as you start singing. Yep. Um, you know, I remember our postman one day, you know, was... was poked his head around the door and said, oh, is he strangling a cat again, you know, and when I just started singing it. <laughs> and oh, you have to put up with that, and, you know, it's sort of, uh, but there you are, you know. It's, uh, but, you know, I, I'm just sort of, I take it as, as just a whole sort of learning process, and I'm, and I'm still learning, you know, so... Uh, didn't have much feeling for the cat, did he? <laughs> <laughs> I love cats, you see. I've he got was joking. Cats. Yeah, he I know joking, he was. I hope. <laughs> John, I hope. it's been absolutely fantastic to talk to you again, and I hope that today that you've enjoyed cutting the time out for us today. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Nigel. It's, it's been great. Thank and, you. And uh, hopefully we'll talk again in the, in the not-too-distant future. Now, just before you go, I, yeah. do you have any plans to go to America or something like this? The reason I ask is, is this interview is going out to America. Well, I'd love, love to come back to the states um, i haven't been over there for for a while you know i've done a couple of tours over there in the in the past with uh, with my brother and 
it, it's been great fun. Oh, we, we'd love to come. I mean, it's just a question of, um, you know, a promoter or somebody sort of um, organising it for us. So, uh, but yeah, we'd love to do it. Well, I can tell you that over the next week or so, this interview will make its way to New York and it will be aired in New York and across America. So uh, maybe, you know, somebody might pick up those leads. Well, that'll be great. Thank you so much. <laughs> John, can I say thank you once again for becoming part of Future Radio 107.8 and Swindon 105.5's Teen Dreams today. May I wish you all the best for the future and thank you very much for your time. And to you, Nigel. Thank you very much. You look after yourself and we're going to play out and say goodbye to John with the sound of a very rare version, stereo of that of Elvis Presley and Blue Moon. That was Nigel Pierce speaking with British flautist and recording artist John Hackett. See you next time on UK Radio.